Who is this? Who is this guy? 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 Your cow guy. Your cow guy. Norcal guy, Norcal guy, Norcal guy, Norcal guy, Norcal guy, Norcal and Shill podcast show. It's Shill time. Norcal and Shill podcast. What the shill? Norcal and Shill podcast show. It's Shill time. Norcal and Shill podcast. What the shill? Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Norcal and Shill. Today's guest is May. May is a surreal landscape artist from the Sunshine Coast, Australia. She uses 3D software to create environments that evoke a strange nostalgia of foreign yet familiar. May tells stories with her landscapes and art as primarily a form of meditation and expression for her. She leaves interpretation entirely up to the viewer, hoping only that her work is able to elicit a sense of deep peace and comfort. Everyone, please welcome May. Hey, May. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It looks like it's going to rain here at my place. It looks like uh, it's going to rain here too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. We're like far apart, but at same. Opposite right. sides of the world. Yep. It's morning over there. You doing some coffee, tea? I do a black coffee as soon as I wake up, usually in bed. And then I will, if it's going to be a big day, I'll have another one like mid-morning, but that's ah. my limit. Oh, okay. Black coffee. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so have you had two, <laughs> are you planning on two coffees today? I am because it's my work Christmas party starts at midday today. At midday? Yeah. Okay. Is this like an online party or are you going somewhere? <laughs> no, we're going somewhere. It's going to be about a hundred IT guys and girls at a, we're going to an Irish pub this year of all things. And we usually go pretty late, but we're starting a little bit earlier this year. So I'm not sure how big it's going to be, but it's usually big. So Dang. I've got to prepare myself. Yeah. You got to hydrate. There you go. Hydrate. You yeah. Hydrate. And probably eat because it feels like the party is the, like, how do you pregame before? Midday. I'm going to get judged for that because no. Australia, but. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't pregame. No. I mean, it sounds yeah. like it's going to be a lot of whatever you're doing over there yeah. at that party. You just yeah. need to hydrate and eat food. Yeah. I'll do that. Maybe like one more coffee and then an espresso martini. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All just right. to really get things going. Pretty bold. <laughs> do you have a hardware wallet? I do. I have a Ledger Nano S, a green one. I love it. It's very cute and it does what I need it to do. That's good. I also have a black on black in the mail, which I'm excited to get oh. so that I can, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do with two at this stage, but <laughs> two has got to be better than one, right? Yeah. You can set them up as like mirrors of each other if you wanted. Yeah. And then how do you feel about, I don't know, you're supposed to be asking me questions, but how do you feel about the stacks? I just was looking at that last night. I'm, I haven't not, gone too deep yet. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly if it's like a, is that a hardware wallet with a screen? I'm like, I shouldn't have even asked this question because I don't know anything about it either. But oh. <laughs> yes, but it has like e-ink, like a Kindle screen, right. Right. which I think is fancy. 
and you can like stack them. It's in the name. You can you can get multiple and they magnetically stack to each other, which I just think like imagine being at an event or something and you need your wallet for where this is terrible OPSEC, but and you just like whip out a stack of like hardware wallets. Right. So I guess I need to figure out more in depth because it made me wonder if like it's a hardware wallet, but I don't want to travel with a hardware wallet. I want to leave that at home. Yeah, it's very true. So I need to look into it more because I did see that and they're like talking about how you can travel with it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to travel with it. Yeah. No, thank but you. I, need, I don't understand exactly what it is yet. Yeah. But I think this is interesting. I have, so I started buying crypto in like December, 2016. Nice. And I only got a hardware wallet when I started buying NFTs. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I put them, like of all things to put in the too hard basket, I put hardware wallets in the too hard basket for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, good, good. I mean, you finally did it. Yeah. What were your first thoughts when you heard about crypto art NFTs? I think the first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, okay, so it's like the answer for digital copyright. Ah, okay. So from that perspective, I got it. Like it leaked right away. And I think, you know, I had been in crypto already. So from that side of things, I didn't, you know, it made sense in terms of how. But I think the how in terms of like finding a community and actually making it happen and that side of stuff didn't make sense to me until I found Twitter. Okay. Okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I like, I started, when I started researching it, so my boyfriend actually was the one to sort of tell me about it. And I started doing a bit of research and it's not like immediately apparent, I guess, that we live on Twitter as much as we do. And so I started trying to like engage with the community on Instagram and then that was just a flop. I'm sure it's a little bit better now, but, you know, if you see a hashtag that has NFT in it, regardless of what else is in it, it's just going to be spam. Uh, like attacked on Instagram. So I struggled a little bit, but yeah, once I found everyone on Twitter, everything sort of clicked into place. And I was like, okay, this is actually enormously about community. And that was right. when I like really started enjoying the process. All right. Nice. So what brought you to art? How did you choose art? I don't know if I can really say this probably sounds like cliche, but I don't know if I can really say that I chose it. I'm not going to say that it chose me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of a compulsion Okay, for me. Like I have OCD and I have a lot of compulsions, but it is probably one of the strongest ones. Like it's the only thing, and this is since childhood, I've never, you know, I've always done different creative things, but until I found 3D, I was never really like good at anything and I could never express what I wanted to express in any creative form, but I still did it. And I think it's because it's maybe the only thing that I've ever done that I like can ever just be fully at peace while I'm doing it. Like mm. it takes all the noise out of my head and I'm just focusing on this one thing. It's like the ultimate meditation. Okay. No, that's good. That's solid. What jobs have you done along the way? So I'm going to work backwards. Oh, right okay. now I'm in software analysis. I work in IT at an insurance company. Before that, 
I was a manager of people and I will hopefully never do that again. (laughs) And before that, I had a wedding photography business for like about five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was very cool. Like, so I was big into photography from the time I was like mid-teens, I guess, until I shut it down maybe when I was 21 or 22. And it was like, got a lot bigger and more lucrative, I guess, than I expected it to be. And I was getting published in magazines and stuff, which was really cool. But I did it with an ex and we got sick of, like it killed my passion for photography for a long time and it definitely killed my passion for him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. So I did that. And yeah, before that I had, you know, like typical teenage fast food jobs. Oh, perfect. Like yeah. were you flipping burgers or? I was flipping burgers at the Australian version of Burger King. Nice. Yeah. That was my OG. Sweet. It fits with like, you know, the crypto bear market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone's talking about walking back into jobs at McDonald's. I would like any day of the week choose Burger King over McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> all right. All right. I have loyalties. <laughs> <laughs> If you were an animal, what would you be and why? Hands down, a manta ray. Ah, all right. Because they just are so peaceful to me. Like whenever I meditate, I did a course a couple of years ago on Vedic meditation, which is I'm not going to even try and explain the intricacies of it because I'll butcher it, but part of it is a repeating sound. Mm. And every time I tried to do it, I could never think of a sound and I always had an image and the image was a manta ray just, and my breathing would kind of go with its wings. Are they wings? It's, I don't know, the sides of it going up and down. Cause I don't know. It's just like when they're calm and they're swimming, it's just such a fluid, like consistent, like rhythmic movement. You know what I mean? Right. I do. I do. They're very mesmerizing to watch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite food? I think the only thing I was thinking about this, and like I've listened to most of your episodes, so I feel, and I feel like a lot of people have really sophisticated answers, <laughs> which is intimidating. But the only thing that anyone could like at any time of day, any day of the week, or like one hundred percent of the time, hold out to me and say, "Do you want this?" and I would take it is like chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have zero discipline when it comes to chocolate nice well except I mean, white it's, chocolate it's pretty like t- white chocolate. yeah yeah that's not real chocolate thank you <laughs> obviously <laughs> so many people are like what when i say that to them no it's not it's not it's like wax i mean <laughs> <laughs> and then like the other day someone offered me it's called top deck here it's like milk chocolate with white chocolate on top of it oh. and i was like why would you take like regular good chocolate and ruin it by putting white chocolate on. So like, how dare you? Having said that, Kinder chocolate, which has white on the inside, is delicious. I will admit oh, that. Okay. I might walk back my thoughts on that then. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. All right. Perfect. Yeah. My daughter loves Kinder eggs too. They are good. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you have been given? So 
someone actually said this to me just recently, which is kind of a explanation onto just like be authentic. Everyone says be authentic and it's very like, yeah, okay, sure, sure thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he said, you know, if you're putting out a persona that is anyone else's, is an imitation of anyone else's, whether it's in your actions or the things that you say, the people that you're going to be attracting are that person's people or probably not even that person's people because you're not them. And so you won't ever be doing as good a job at being them as they are. Oh, interesting. So you'll get people that are kind of like in the middle. And by doing that, you're robbing yourself of attracting your own people because you're not putting yourself out there. And so, and it came kind of as part of a conversation about not kind of a confidence thing, I guess. And yeah, I think it really struck a chord because like I said, it's really easy to tell people to be themselves and even in their work, like be be authentic. But I think whether you're talking about the work that someone's making or the actions that they're putting out there or the things that they're saying, it rings true for all of those things. Like if you're making work that you feel like is following a trend, then yeah, there's going to be people that you attract, but they're not going to be attracted to your artwork for you or for who you are or what you're trying to say. They're going to be attracted to it because it's hitting on a trend. And right. I think I would just rather have people in my community or people around me who know who I am and who support me because of that, not yeah. because I'm like good at being someone else. No, that makes perfect sense. Because, I mean, eventually, if you are, you know, in a way impersonating someone else, you get those people that like that impersonation. But when your true self comes out and then they're like, oh. Yeah. This, and that, this is not what that would like. be like devastating, I think. Like imagine if you were someone, I'm just thinking as an artist in this space, as an example. Imagine if you kind of came in on a wave of like maybe only partially but taking like a good deal of inspiration from someone else or like copying someone else. And then you start to change your mind about that and be yourself a lot more in like how you speak and your work and people had a like terrible reaction to it. That would be devastating. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just good to just be yourself because like there's always going to be, it doesn't matter how weird you think you are, there's always going to be weird people who like your kind of weird. You just got to find <laughs> your weird Find the tribe of weird people that are the same kind of weird as your weird. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Do you have advice for artists joining the crypto art space? All of what I just rambled. All right. And also, like, start with community, I think. Definitely, yeah, if they're coming in from the art side of things, then definitely art as well. But having the right people in your community or having just the right, I don't know, like my tribe I feel like is very supportive and, you know, if I'm feeling down, it doesn't matter who I end up rambling about that to. They all kind of have the ability to like lift me back up and they all are really supportive in terms of like sharing my work and, you know, championing me to other people and, I just think that the value of a strong community cannot be overstated. Very true. Community helps a lot here, especially when you can develop some of those friendships. It's very helpful. Definitely. 
So if you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why? I struggle with this because I really like it here, despite all the, like people think that Australians are just like immune to dangerous animals, but I hate them. (laughs) I am terrified of all of them. And you know what? The one I'm scared of the most is actually the enormous lizards and they don't even really hurt people. They just are there, but they creep me out a lot. Like, have you ever seen a picture of a goanna? They're enormous and they're terrifying. Anyway, despite all of that, I do really like it here. I think our natural environment is insanely beautiful. And obviously natural environments are a bit of a thing for me. So I don't know that I would actually leave. But if I did leave, like if it's just a travel list, literally everywhere, I want to see everything. But if I had to like knuckle down and stay in one spot for a bit, I think it would probably be somewhere in the U.S., because it feels so central to everything. And there's also some amazing like, you know, deserts and like natural environments there that I'd really like to spend like a good amount of time in. So maybe the US, which could happen because my partner is American. Ah, yeah. There's a lot of cool places. Even I mean, I haven't been to a lot of them, but there's so much. But I mean, I guess that's every country, but there's so much everywhere. Yeah, I think like... People, especially here, because we live all around the coast and there's not a lot that goes on in the middle of the country. Like Mm. it's mostly uninhabited. And so people here, I think, think that, you know, what we get on the coast is kind of what we have to offer and it's not. And I think it's the same with the US. Like a lot of your really cool stuff is in the middle. It is for sure. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? I have two questions. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Number one, before NFTs, before crypto altogether, because I've heard the story of how you got into that, but before all of this, did you collect anything else? Yes-ish. So yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I collected basketball cards. Uh Uh-huh. And that was the main thing I did when I was younger. For like trading purposes or to have a collection? You you know, the funny thing about that is like you buy them and then you buy like the Beckett to like look up the values of the card. And then, you know, ne- well, at least for me, I never sold any of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh, it's worth this much, but I'm never selling it. Yeah. Type thing. So, yeah, I mean, I still have all of them. They're in the attic somewhere. That's insane because they're probably worth significantly more now i would assume right who knows maybe maybe not maybe Maybe though because i mean there's probably a lot of rookies there that are now retired yeah well you set yourself up for like being able to hold on to something for a while at a young age by the sounds of things so that was a good start (laughs) my second question is how has being surrounded by art all day every day in the last couple of years impacted your life i don't know if i can say i don't know I guess it's more the online relationships, the friendships uh-huh. that are more impacting me. I mean, I, I don't know. Some of it, yeah. I mean, I guess I do have a lot of artwork on the walls I'm staring at, some of them right now. Some of the physicals I've received since joining the space. It kind of creeps in on you, huh? It does. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one impact is like, so I've gotten back into photography, which yes. has been fun. Been really fun, actually. So that's been a really good positive. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I think the last couple of months we've started to see a couple more collectors that have like leaned into creating a little bit, which is 
it's amazing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing to see. No, it's, it's been awesome. But yeah, I think that answered the question. Yeah. Any other questions? No, I don't think so. All right. If you want to do any shout outs or if you want to talk about upcoming projects in like three to four weeks when this pod comes out, let's hear about them or not. <laughs> I guess not. The only thing that I have planned at the moment is my collab with Rich, which will be next. It's on the 15th of December. So that will oh, be nice. before this comes out. Yep. Other than that, I'm just knuckling down and, and planning for next year because I really want it to be an impactful year. So I'm okay. just trying to kind of set some things in stone that feel good to me and um, figure out how to make them happen. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I look forward to next year and next week. Yeah. Next week, this 12 days thing has been insane so far. Like some of the artists that are involved in it is just and the way that they've actually managed to incorporate their work with Rich's work, it's just nuts to see. So, yeah, yeah I'm really been, excited. It's been fun to watch it. Yeah. Cool. Well, May, thank you for your time and for coming on. And I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Who is this? Who, Who is, is this guy? guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Your cow guy. Your cow guy. Your cow guy. NorCal guy. NorCal guy. NorCal guy. NorCal guy. NorCal guy. NorCal and chill podcast show. It's chill time. NorCal and chill podcast. What the sh? The chill. NorCal and chill podcast show. It's chill time. NorCal and chill podcast. What the sh? The chill.